At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number two of the look at right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Greg Hoops Spears coming at you. And we begin this hour by pouring one out to anyone that wound up having the under in the Atlanta Braves versus the St. Louis Cardinals. Tommy Edmond winds up going deep for a three run bomb. And all of a sudden, an under that was looking really, really good as. Wound up having Joe, Jake Odorizzi actually give you a relatively solid start. All that is wound up in a fiery heap of smoke as it is now 6-3. The St. Louis Cardinals have a lead. We wound up outlining what I think is going to be happening on Monday for the St. Louis Cardinals. Meanwhile, the Atlanta Braves, we unfortunately are not going to be able to fade them coming off of Sunday Night Baseball because they don't wind up playing on Monday. They don't play until Tuesday, but certainly a little bit of an interesting ordeal in this game as the Atlanta Braves and the St. Louis Cardinals, they were tied up 0-0 to through 5, and then we have seen a barrage of scoring here in the 8th inning. So, we shall take a look at that, and we shall take a look at my DK Nation pick here in our number 2. And on top of that, we've got a lot that's coming up on tap as well, as Daniel Alvari does a great job with our Los Angeles City cast. does a great job taking a look at the WNBA. She's going to be joining me in 15 minutes. We're going to take a look forward at week 1 of the college football slate as well, with Mark Zeno. does a great job over there at PicksWise, so... We're taking a look at a little bit of everything. Basketball, football, and baseball. The three primary sports here on this hour. But how about if we wind up going out to the desert for my DK Nation write-up as we wind up going 907-908 here. The Philadelphia Phillies hit the road. The facing off against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Mad Bum, who's been pitching like a bum recently. Madison Bumgarner is going to be going for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And Ranger Suarez is going to be on the bum for the Phillies. Phillies 
sizable favorites. Anywhere between minus 175 and minus 180. Between plus 150 and plus 165, your number on the Arizona Diamondbacks with a total of nine. And for the Philadelphia Phillies, I certainly think that they're going to score a little bit more than the zero that they want putting up against the Pittsburgh Pirates. You don't see that very often, but I'm going to be looking at the under in this spot. You got an Arizona Diamondbacks team that is coming off of a sweep against the Chicago White Sox. This is one of those teams that you're able to actually know that you're getting a good effort from. We wind up seeing it every single year. There are those certain teams that post all-star break and you just wind up pretty much saying, no, boss, we are good. They're not giving you too much of an effort. I am looking at you right now, the Washington Nationals, who despite the fact that they did wind up winning on Sunday, it's been a relatively sad state of affairs for them. Meanwhile, you have a team like last year, it was the Detroit Tigers that wound up having a post-All-Star break above 500 winning record. They were able to do a solid job. You do wind up having some of these teams that they do a very nice job of being able to piecemeal things together after a relatively rough start to the season. And it feels like the Arizona Diamondbacks might wind up being that team. They've got some solid pitching now with Bumgarner. It's not been going well for them when he has been gone at it here post-All-Star break as he's given up at least five runs and now each out of his last five starts, but he's been able to do a much better job at home rather than on the road. His blocks per nine rate at home is right around at 2.6. He's got a 397 home ERA compared to a 537 road ERA, giving up fewer home runs at home. And as a matter of fact, for the years in the Diamondbacks, it's just been a case in which there have been fewer deep balls when they've been playing their home games rather than on the road. For the years in the Diamondbacks, they average a little bit over 1.3 home runs per game on the road. They get right around 0.86 home runs per game at home. So they wind up going through a little bit of a power outage now for the Diamondbacks to their credit. They've been able to do a little bit of a better job of being able to move the line. Something like Josh Ross has been solved for this team. Ketel Marte, he's been able to hit a little bit above a 250 as well, but this is still a Diamondbacks team that they rank in the bottom seven of the big leagues in terms of batting average. Meanwhile, for the Philadelphia Phillies, a lot of their main matchers, they don't necessarily get on overly consistently. Now, Kyle Schwarber has a relatively okay on base, but he's been only able to provide right around 220 batting average. Righty and lefty splits for Reese Hoskins certainly have popped up as well. Now, both of these guys, North of 25 home runs. When it comes to Schwarber, more around 33-34 home runs thus far this season. And as we know, Bryce Harper, he is back in the fold for this. Philadelphia Phillies team was absolutely raking at the minor league level. I would say he had a relatively solid first series against the Pittsburgh Pirates as well. So, looks like he's back at full form as well. But when it comes to the Arizona the Diamondbacks, they have been able to do a little bit of a better job of being able to not give up the deep ball in terms of their bullpen. Really, ever since the beginning of the month of July, they're in the top half of the league in terms of bullpens, in terms of home runs rendered on a per-nine basis. And for the Philadelphia Phillies, they are missing a few pieces out there in their bullpen. Currently dealing with an injury to Sir Anthony Dominguez. Looks like Corey Knable's season is done, but they saw a bright hand. Connor Brogdon, you're able to throw in there David Robertson. Guys posting up a sub-2-4 ERA. They've been able to do actually a really good job since the mid to latter half of the month of June. As ever since June 25th, they've been able to post up an ERA in the bullpen, right around a 350. They're in the top 10 in that respect. So they've been able to do a solid job on that front. And then you do have an Arizona Diamondbacks team that while they do have power from Christian Walker along with Dalton Varsho, past those two guys, it's really been a little bit touch and go with them. So I do think you guys have relatively solid value with all those pieces. But the big one is taking a look at the turnaround that we have seen with Ranger Suarez. Ranger Suarez had a relatively bad start to the season. No fans or buts about it. He wound up having north of a 4-5 ERA going into the month of July. Ever since the month of July, he has made seven starts. He has posted up in the time span a 156 ERA, given up three runs or fewer in every one of the starts 
with one home run surrendered across 41 innings in this recent stretch. He has been nothing short of magnificent. I do think that the Diamondbacks have been one of your better road under team or home under teams this season with 54.7% of their home games having gone under the total. I think that they're going to be playing another one. I do think that Madison Bumgarner is going to be able to straighten himself out just a little bit. And I do think that Ranger Suarez, who has been absolutely masterful since the All-Star break, he is going to continue on this path as well. So I do like the under in this spot. Hopefully we wind up getting exactly with the totals that we wound up seeing last Monday. This Monday, because you may recall last Monday, we wound up having one over on the slate. That was that... Chicago White Sox against the Kansas City Royals game. And then you wind up having eight unders from there. So I would gladly settle for that. I don't think that we're going to be seeing quite that calamity. But I do like the under in this spot. And I do like the Arizona Diamondbacks. I was willing to take them at a plus 150 or greater. Because I do think that Bumgarner is going to be able to straighten himself out. And I do think the Rangers Suarez is going to see a little regression from that sub 160 ERA that he's been posting up since the beginning of the month of July. But I do think that we've got ourselves a little bit of a pitcher's duel here. And I also think that we have a little bit of a pitcher's duel out there in Miami as well. How about if we wind up going 9-3, 9-4 on the betting board? And just to let you guys know, the under is going to be on the right up there. So just want to make that clear as I set my total at an 8. We're seeing a 9. So I've got a full run differential there. But how about if we wind up going to another game that I think is going to be going under the total? Miami Marlins. Yep, that, that, that gives it away right there. They're going to be playing those CLA Dodgers. As Tony Gonsolin going to be going for the Dodgers, sign a 3-9-4 on the board. Pablo Lopez, he's on the bump for the Miami Marlins. Right now, you're seeing the total in most places right around a 7 with a little bit of juice on the over in a few places. Minus 110, minus 115-ish. And for the Dodgers, they're between a minus 230 to a minus 250 favorite. Meanwhile, you're getting right around plus $2, plus 205 on the Miami Marlins. And I want to blame this out. Really, at the top of the show, what we've been seeing in terms of a lot of these teams that they are these big north of $2 favorites and how they've been doing actually a relatively solid job on the run line and they've been deplorably bad on the money line and Exhibit A has been the LA Dodgers because if you've been on the Dodgers and every one of their games on the money line for $100, you're up $500, $600. You're actually doing halfway decent, but because out of the 88 wins that we've seen with the LA Dodgers, 78 of them I bet by multiple runs, you're absolutely cleaning house with the Dodgers. And not only do you wind up being able to get the benefit of laying less juice so that way the losses, instead of like losing, if you're laying like $200 to win $100, in this case, more like a minus $240, you're laying $240 to win $100. Instead, right now, the run line that we're seeing with the LA Dodgers, you're seeing it most places right around about a minus 135 so year, but cut that loss, not quite in half, but pretty close to half. And then on top of that, when you do wind up finding a little bit of a tighter line with the LA Dodgers, they're right around like a minus 140, minus 145 favorite. Like you'll find like Tony Gonsolin versus Corbin Burns last week. You're able to get a plus price on the LA Dodgers as well. So you wind up laying that $100. You wind up getting back more than $100 on that money line as well. So I do think that that is something to take a look at with regards to these splits as well. But Tony Gonsolin, he has been absolutely tremendous. So the regression train has been trying to track down Tony Gonsolin all season long because his contact rate is just absolutely insane. He gets right around eight, eight and a half strikeouts per nine innings. He's been doing a better job with his walks. Last year, his walks per nine rate was right around five and a half. This year, it's more than neighbor at about two and a half. So he's done a tremendous job of being able to cut down on that. But opponents are right around a buck 60 off of him this season. It has been insane. But the reason why the regression train is not going to be finding him here, the Miami Marlins... And this is going to be a game that happens on August 29th. 
They don't have a healthy player that has more than seven home runs this season. The Miami Marlins, who have played 129 games thus far this season, will not have a player in the lineup with more than seven home runs. I'm not even kidding when I say this. That is absolutely terrible. The Miami Marlins have scored four runs or fewer in 24 either last 26 games. It's just an embarrassment that we call this an MLB lineup right now. Guys like Peyton Butterick, J.J. Bolady, they're right now getting starts for the Miami Marlins because they have absolutely nobody else. Ora Soler, Chaz Chislam, all the guys that were actually going deep for the Miami Marlins, they're currently out of the full, which is why pretty much all the Miami Marlins wins this season are coming when you wind up having someone like an Edward Cabrera, Sandy Alcantara, wind up going like eight innings, giving up one run, and somehow, some way, the team is able to weasel their way into two runs. That is the only way that they've been able to get the job done. And for the Atlanta Braves, or for the for the LA Dodgers, they've been able to do a great job with the lesser pieces being able to come through in the bullpen as well. Al- Evan Phillips, along with Caleb Ferguson, both of these guys, a sub-two ERA. We did wind up seeing Alex Vecchio wind up getting used up on Sunday as well. He's got a sub-three ERA. These guys have been solid. Craig Kimbrell, really the guy that you need to take note of. And for Pablo Lopez, we have seen things go a little bit sideways on him recently. 675 ERA over the last three days, over the course of his last five starts. And then he's been posting up an ERA right around a 434 at home, which has been a little bit curious. He's actually been worse at home than on the road. I think that the Miami Marlins wind up getting shut down once again. I do like this little honor. I like the Dodgers laying a run and a half on the run line. And we aren't going to be going too far away from Los Angeles. As coming up on the other side, we have the host of the Los Angeles CityCast joining me, Daniel Ovari. She does an amazing job taking a look at the WNBA slate. We are in full force with regards to WNBA playoffs. We're going to be talking to her about that next right here on VSIM, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam cassell to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. The VSN Pro Football Betting Guide is out right now, and it is chock full of everything that you need to have a successful NFL betting season as We've got Super Bowl and playoff predictions along with season win total bets for every single team and the best way to be able to gauge these rookie quarterbacks plus a bookmaker's breakdown on the futures and what the public and the respective bettors are making in this market. Remember that the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides are by becoming a VEASAN All-Access subscriber as we've got a nice college football guide available for you guys right now as well and sign up for our discounted football special 
and get access to everything that we do now through the Super Bowl. That's for just $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription. And bet smarter all year long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become a part of the sports betting team the sports betting network team as we are back here on the lookout with myself, Greg Peterson. And it is always great to be joined by Daniel Alvari. Does a great job with the Los Angeles city cast. And I know that Danielle, you are all psyched up for the WNBA playoffs. It has been great action and great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, of course. It's my favorite thing. Unfortunately, it's colliding with my college football and NFL prep, but that is the nature of working in sports betting, as you know. Um, so I'm really excited, uh, to be have so much more action still left in these WNBA playoffs to bet on. And you point out something very good as well, because I wind up doing a college basketball podcast, and I actually am going to be talking about this on Monday as well. The fact that when you do wind up getting down to like the lighter half of the season, like I do a lot of baseball and college basketball, it's a little bit easier when you're in the back half of the season for the WNBA, because it's not like you're dealing with a whole bunch of unknown elements or anything like that. If you're a baseball handicapper transitioning into football. It's not like you have to like start anew with all 30 of these MLB teams or something like that. You're just able to sort of maintain. And then from there, you wind up doing your research for the NFL college football list goes on and on. So I do think that's sort of staggering in the sports like you've done with WNBA and football is a very good way to go. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's a good thing that the Visa and NFL guide just came out because it's just in time. I need to read through it, obviously. I've been covering uh, lots of prep on the Chargers and the Rams, but need to read up on some other teams, obviously. So excited to dig into that. But to your point, yeah, it's been nice covering the WNBA all season because I've grown to know what to expect from these teams. But I have to tell you, the first day of semifinals were kind of a shock today. Yes, you led right into it because we did wind up seeing a lot of seam come in on the overs in both of these games between Seattle and Las Vegas. And then mm, you wound up me. having... And then you wound up having Chicago and Connecticut. And it wound up being a case in which the real scene wound up coming in on the Seattle versus Vegas game winds up falling 76 to 73. And we wound up seeing it in the previous round. You just wound up having a whole bunch of games be super high scoring. Were you a little bit surprised to see that things were a little bit more mundane and things were a little bit more defense oriented on Sunday? I was surprised to see that in the sun sky game, which may sound surprising because those are two teams that have incredible defenses, but the sun have been trying to work on their pace since last season. And in that, as a result, we've seen a little bit more turnovers, a little bit of just disjointedness in general from that team. But then today we see this really old school sun team come out. They dominate the boards. They slow down the pace, the sky try to push it, but it just creates a lot of turnovers, which is another thing that the sun of last year, let's say did very well. So it was surprising to see the sun go back to their old ways in playoffs and of course with playoff basketball maybe we're expecting a little bit uh, tougher defense in general as well but a really low scoring game from the sun in the sky that one was more surprising to me than the storm and the aces I actually had a guest on last week Calvin Wetzel who does a great job betting the WNBA and we both said if the storm aces total gets up to 170 first of all it's so crazy that we're seeing that in a WNBA game and we have to look to the under here so I did bet the under I didn't give it out on Twitter because last time I bet an under on an aces game I was viciously mocked but it's really hard to bet against that aces offense obviously but if you look at the matchups between them and the storm they've been on the lower scoring side especially the ones where the storm are able to get a win like they were today because the storm's defense pretty straightforward is just a little bit stronger than the aces the aces also so we've been talking about this problem all season and it's going to start to rear its ugly head. They just don't have the depth, right? They have their five incredible MVP caliber starters and then nobody else on that team. And the storm are just so much more well-rounded to the point 
that I actually luckily before this series decided since my mystics 15 to one ticket was dead, I was going to grab the storm at six to one. So that's who I'm rooting for to win this now at this point. Yep. And it's one of those cases in which you mentioned the fact that the last time you wound up giving out an under on Twitter, you wound up getting barbecued <laughs> on it. And it's one of those cases in which if you wind up giving out an under and it winds up hitting, you are the goat. If it doesn't wind up hitting, you are another kind of goat, a billy goat. And it's very unfortunate because a lot of work winds up going into it. Just seems to be the I way that it winds up going. I didn't want to jinx it, you know? I just wanted to there keep that go. under for myself. <laughs> and I do not blame you there because, you know what? The most important thing at the end of the day is your personal bankroll. Wind up being able to go up, and if you want to take the under, that certainly was the case. But how impressed were you by Jewel Lloyd in Game 1 for Seattle? Because she wanted putting up 26 points in this one. We all know about Brianna Stewart. She is the heart and soul of that team, but... Jewel Lloyd, who has been solid all season long, she really came out and made a statement in this one. Well, and really, people talk about Jewel Lloyd uh, from an offensive standpoint, obviously, based on how this game went for her 26 points. You would look at that. But Jewel Lloyd's contributions on the defensive side of things are so understated. People don't talk about that enough. And so she's been there every game. There'll be games uh, most recently than the last series, really, where we saw a low-scoring Jewel Lloyd game. But the amount of pressure that she was applying on defense was just so critical to them actually being able to advance to even this series. So this is exactly what I'm talking about when I say that the storm are just so much more well-rounded. The other team that are still in the semifinals, uh, the sky is a team that I would say is also very well-rounded, but the storm it's a cliche for a reason are getting hot at the right time. They didn't have the most stellar regular season. It's similar actually to the sky leading up to WNBA playoffs last season. They went into it 16 and 16, the storm, you could say underperformed a little bit in the regular season, but they still have MVP level talent, Brianna Stewart, Sue bird and jewel Lloyd to your point as he another great addition as well and then you add tina charles mid-season from the phoenix mercury and i can't even hate her for wanting to join you know a team that actually had championship hopes but it just seems like a cheat code at that point to have tina charles be able to be on the court even if you don't have brianna stewart in so jewel lloyd defense to me is what stands out because she does that game in and game out and so her going off is no surprise here and obviously they need somebody to provide from the perimeter as well and what do you think of just in terms of the backcourt experience that we've got with the Seattle Storm as well? Because something that I take a look at is Sue Bird. I believe that she's got four yeah. points in three playoff games right now, but she wound up having 12 assists in game one. And what, what she did best was what she didn't do. Turn the ball over as the Seattle Storm wound up winning the turnover battle by four. I think that mm -hmm. that's so important to take a look at because you just mentioned it. The Seattle Storm, they've got a little bit more depth than the Las Vegas Aces. And by being able to just stay consistent, not give away possessions, I think that that's going to be key for them if they want to win the series. Yeah, it's the same really brand of basketball we saw from the Sun in the other game was create turnovers and don't turn the ball over yourself. And it's weird how we're seeing defense come into play so much into these playoffs. And Sue Bird, to your point, no turnovers tonight. Uh, it was funny because they did an in-game interview with her and said, are you worried about your early foul trouble? You had two fouls. And she said, oh, whatever. That's just veteran <laughs> experience. She literally just, oh, what? that's what she said to Holly Rowe of all people. Come on. I think it was Holly Rowe in the game. Uh, so that's just where her head is at. You can tell that she's been there before. Brianna Stewart's been there before. This is a team that has that veteran experience again similar to the sky so i would not be shocked if we end up seeing the storm versus the sky in the finals here um and it would be a nice little cherry on top of the end of sue bird's career obviously in her final playoffs run here and you mentioned the sky they do wind up falling in game one you wind up having a nice game from Candace parker 19 points 18 rebounds she did everything that she could for the sky but what's going to be key for them for being able to get up off the mat and be able to perhaps take game two 
it's weird. They dropped the first game in the game of three series versus the New York Liberty as well. And at home again, it just seems a little bit odd, but then they did have to play that extra game. So you wonder if that factored in a little bit for them as well, even though the sun also had to play an extra game to get here as well versus the wings. So not really something that you can point to and say that it was unfair necessarily, but what the sun did really well, as I've already kind of touched on is they went back to their old school style. They had 36 points in the paint. John Quill Jones, MVP of last year. Thank you. Get involved. 14 fast break points from them. 10 10 points off turnovers and 12 offensive rebounds. So just dominated the boards, slowed the pace down, did that well. So what the sky can try to do is disrupt that defense a little bit. And it's tough because this, the, you have to think about how incredible the job the sun did here because the sky has five or six players averaging the double digits. They just spread the ball around so well, but to tonight or today, rather, this was the most disjointed the sky's offense has looked all season. They made Courtney Vandersloot, their point guard, just a non-factor. Her career numbers versus the sun, 11.7 points in game one tonight, five. Like they just took her out of the mix entirely and messed up their offensive rhythm entirely. So I wonder if this is just them being a little bit sluggish coming off of beating the New York. Uh, the sky actually defeated them straight up all season, swept them. So you have to know that the sun were also upset about that, but we saw close games all season. So my way of betting this series is whoever's getting the points because they, this is gonna, these are going to be close games. And we've already seen the money wind up coming in on Connecticut because they mm-hmm. opened up right around a five and a half point underdog. Right now, we're seeing them anywhere between four and five, where I'm at at Circa is currently the lowest number on Chicago, being a four-point favorite. And then we got about 20 seconds. Anything that you might look at in terms of Seattle versus Vegas for game two? Seattle, Vegas game two. I'm already on the under. I'm under 169 and a half. As I told you, I was under 170. I think the Aces offense will bounce back, but not that much. (laughs) I love it, Danielle. Always great to be able to have you aboard. And this is going to be a really fun series. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Greg. We've got two really good series out there for the WNBA. Danielle does a terrific job of being able to cover that. And Los Angeles CityCast, a must-subscribe wherever you wind up getting your podcast. And coming up next, take a little bit of a look at the baseball slate for Monday right here on VSIN Esports Bank Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Pocket cash with popular picks. Join Levi's 501 Pop Culture Pools for free and answer questions for a shot at a share of $10,000 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Levi's now to get on on the action. Levi's, buy better, wear longer. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As we're back here on the lookhead with myself, Greg Peterson, and Great to talk some WNBA with Daniel Alvari. A little bit of an underserved sport, in my opinion. And I always love taking a look at some of those things that are a little bit off the beaten path because no doubt we're all taking a look forward at week one in the NFL. We're taking a look forward to week one of college football. And matter of fact, this show, in the next segment, we're going to be taking a look at college football week one with Mark Zinno. He does a great job over there at PicksWise. And I always love to be able to take a look at more of the bigger games as well. But sometimes the most money... It is found through taking a look at some of the smaller markets by taking a look at some of the things off the beaten path, being someone that does college basketball. I'm able to make just as much money betting Duke versus North Carolina as I am Stephen F. Austin versus, let's throw in here, a WAC team. Ooh, how about one of our good friends, Southern Utah, that's joining the WAC this season as well. So I always do think that it's fun to be able to take a look at that. And Danielle has done a great job all season long being able to cover the WNBA. So great to be able to get her aboard and Great that we now have a, shall we say, more 
more set slate for this MLB Monday as the last game for Sunday just went final. If you, like me, wound up having the under in the Cardinals versus the Braves game, take a lap. I took a few laps before the show, so don't worry. I'm good there, but 6-3, to three, the Cardinals hit a three-run bomb in the bottom of the eighth inning after the game was 0-0 zero to zero. going into the top of the sixth inning. Game-wise are going over as both bullpens wound up having a pretty bad run of things. And speaking of bad bullpens, that is my tease for this one. 9-11, 9-12 on the betting board. It's the Boston Red Sox. Going on the road, they're going to be facing up against the Minnesota Twins. As Dylan Bundy is going to look to not pitch like Al for the Minnesota Twins. And Brian Bayo, spelled B-E-L-L-O. So, looks like Bello, pronounced Bayo, is going to be going for the Boston Red Sox. And total on this game is 9. With the Minnesota Twins, you're getting them anywhere between minus 140 favorites. I'm seeing that as a high watermark. I'm finding as low as minus 127, where I'm sitting at Circa right now. And pretty much anything below about a minus 140, I am in on the Minnesota Twins. Because take a look at Dylan Bundy. He's been able to do a really solid job at home. He's pitched like Dylan Bundy at home. He's been able to provide a sub-3 ERA. And the big thing for Dylan Bundy is that he's a fly ball pitcher. And with Minnesota, especially with it getting cooler and cooler, we're going to be finding this in September if they wind up being able to play some October baseball as well, which end of the regular season actually this year is very, very early October. It winds up turning into a very pitcher-friendly environment for someone like a Dylan Bundy who... He needs that because the strikeout numbers are way down this season. Dylan Bundy throughout his career has always been right around about an 8.5 to a 9 strikeout per 9 inning guy. Not a 6.4 this season, and he's been actually giving up fewer deep balls this season, giving up right around 1.3 home runs per 9 innings. But at home, fewer than 1 home runs per 9 innings. On the road, is well north of 1.5. So he has been a completely different pitcher when he has been at home as opposed to on the road. And for our good friend, Mr. Bale, he has been able to straighten things out recently. He wound up going five innings, giving up two runs against the Toronto Blue Jays. And this is a little bit of what I was expecting with Bale. He had spent a case in which he has not been able to do the world's greatest job since getting called up to the big leagues. North of a 70 ERA. It's fair to say that he's gotten a little bit unlucky. He's got a 736 ERA. Now, it's a small sample size. He's made four starts, six total appearances with a fielding independent of a 303. He's been able to get nine strikeouts for nine innings. He has not given up a home run. Every single ball that has been hit against him has wound up finding a hole. Now, the one caution that you do have with Bale, watching him at the minor league level, he has pitched a little bit for both double-A and triple-A this season, is that he is someone that will get a little bit erratic. He's given up right around three and a half walks per nine innings at the minor league level, but he does have that good swing and miss stuff. 12 strikeouts per nine innings. So I do think that this is actually going to be a affair in which we're going to see it be a little bit lower scoring. This is despite the fact that the Boston Red Sox They've got the worst bullpen here in the big leagues ever since the all-star break, but they're catching a break because Byron Buxton, the biggest issue that you've got with Byron Buxton is that he's typically injured, and guess what? Byron Buxton is currently on the 10-day injured list for the Twins, and that is big because he's got 28 home runs this season. Nobody else on the Twins really has north of 15 this season. As You do have guys that do a solid job of being able to move the line. You've had just amazing play from Luis Arias all season long. He's been one of the best leadoff hitters in baseball hitting right around a 320, and you do have someone in Ode Polanco who's been able to give you a 340 on base. He's been able to supply a double-digit amount of homers. These guys have been relatively solid, and then you just have a lot of guys in general that have been able to move the line. Jose Miranda, you're able to throw in there. Carlos Correa, Gio Urshela, hitting between about a 275 to a 285. I believe all these guys have a double-digit amount of homers as well, so that winds up being able to help them out, but on the flip side, you do have a Boston Red Sox team that they do a good job of being able to move the line themselves. 
you wound up seeing J.D. Martinez have about a two-month stretch in which he was hitting at the Mendoza line of 200. Seems like he's starting to get out of that funk. And then on top of that, you've got Xander Bogarts, Rafi Devers, throwing their Christian Arroyo, along at least a 290 for this team. And ever since they picked him up at the trade deadline, Tommy Pham has been able to 290 for this Boston Red Sox team as well. But the big issue that you've got with the Red Sox is that other than Rafael Devers, the only other guy that has north of 11 home runs is not going to be playing in this game. That would be Trevor's story. So the Red Sox have been lacking a lot of firepower in terms of the deep ball, which I think is really strange to be saying right now. And then you pair that up with their bullpen struggles. That is not necessarily an ideal circumstance. Now for the boss, now for the Boston Red Sox, they're facing off against the Minnesota Twins team that they themselves have been a little bit erratic in the bullpen, who I really like for this Twins bullpen is Yohan Duran. He leads all relief pitchers and pitches thrown at 100 plus miles per hour. He's been able to do an amazing job posting up a sub 2-5 ERA, and he's able to give you multiple innings as well. When you get to Emilio Pagan, that is just done for. He's just terrible. You don't want to have any part whatsoever of Emilio Pagan. But Caleb Theobar has actually looked a little bit better for this Minnesota Twins team. I do think that the Twins are going to be able to do a solid job with Bundy on the mound. I think that both of these starters are going to be able to have a little bit of a surprisingly good start here. So we've seen the juice come in a little bit more towards the under, and I do agree with it. I do like this 9-under, but with the Twins, I do think that Dylan Bundy going to be able to come out and Backed up by a little bit of a better bullpen. So, want to lay up to about a minus 140 year with the Minnesota Twins. And then, you've got another game that I think is of fascination as well. As you got a guy that has been faded by many people that I actually like in this spot. 9-15, 9-16 on the bang board. The Chicago Cubs hit the road face off against the Toronto Blue Jays. Jose Barrios is going to be going for the Jays. And Javier Assad is going to be getting the start for the Cubs. Shock, shock, surprise, surprise. The Cubs sizable underdogs here anywhere between about a plus 185 to a plus two dollar price on them meanwhile for the jays you're going to be getting them in between about minus 215 to a minus 240 and something that i've noticed with jose barrios and this goes back to his time with the minnesota twins as well for barrios his home and road splits are always demonstrative and this year he's posting up an era that's right around 2.3 points lower at home rather than on the road and credit to barrios where, where credit is due in his last two starts, they were both on the road against the Yankees and the Boston Red Sox. He winds up going a combined 12 and two-thirds innings. He gives up four runs, three of which were earned. He looks like a relatively competent and solid starter in those spots. Meanwhile, Javier Assad, he wound up making his MLB debut last week against the St. Louis Cardinals. And many of you guys may remember this. That was that 48-hour period in which the St. Louis Cardinals completely forgot how it hit. And Javier Assad wound up going four scoreless innings, giving up four hits, four walks, doing pretty much a Houdini act in every single inning to be able to get himself out of those circumstances. I do not think that lightning is going to be striking twice, and it was pretty much lightning striking that Javier Assad was able to keep it scoreless for four innings because he was wriggling out of everything. It was insane. He's no longer backed up by a great bullpen. For the Chicago Cubs at the trade deadline, they trade away David Robertson. They wind up trading away Scott Efres. They are no longer with Michael Givens, who has not necessarily been the world's greatest for the New York Mets, but still, you wind up losing all those bullpen pieces. Now you're left with, like, Eric Yulman, who's going to need to give this team some innings. Someone like a Rowan Wick, who's been a little bit better ever since the All-Star break, but certainly you've got your issues there. And then you got a Blue Jays team that they still have been able to do a great job of being able to supply the boom. You still have Vlad Guerrero Jr. providing 26 home runs. George Springer has been able to do a solid job of moving the line. Alejandro Kirk, along with Lourdes Gurriel, are both hitting above a 290. So these guys have been solid to match Chapman has really been a nice find for this Toronto Blue Jays team as well. You knew that he was going to be able to provide with the glove, but last year at the plate with the Oakland A's, he was a disaster. He's been able to provide 24 home runs this season. And for the Chicago Cubs, 
They're without one of their two main mashers. You've got Wilson Contreras along with Patrick Wisdom, who have been able to give the team 20-plus home runs. Wisdom is currently on the 10-day injured list, which is probably going to save him from striking out more than 200 times this season. He was really in danger on that front. The guy either gives you a home run and some sort of a power hit, or he strikes out. There is no in-between with that guy. And you do still have Contreras, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, along with someone like an Ian App, giving you right around a 350 on base. A lot of guys like a C.A. Suzuki and company in between about a 245 to 255, but the Cubs, they really do like firepower in terms of this lineup, and that has been the big issue for Jose Barrios. Right around about 134, 135 or so innings thus far this season, he has allowed 27 home runs, so has been no question. A massive issue for him being able to avoid some of those landmines with the Cubs not having a lot of power out there. I do like what I'm seeing out of him recently, and I'm willing to lay the run line here with the Blue Jays. I was willing to lay up to about a minus 130-ish. Right now, we're finding it right around about a minus 115 to a minus 120. I'm going to take a look at the Blue Jays. I like this total over because I do think that they wind up getting to Javier Assad. And coming up next, I'm going to be taking a look at week one of the college football slate with Mark Zeno, who does a great job over there at PicksWise. He's going to be joining me next right here on VSIN Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he didn't need it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Pro, Fe- Pro Football Betting Guide is out right now on this year's guide. It is jam-packed with Super Bowl and playoff predictions, season with total bets on every single team, plus the best way to be able to bet on the rookie quarterbacks, plus a bookmaker's breakdown on what futures the public and respective bettors are making. And remember that the only way to be able to get access to this year's football betting guides is by becoming a VEASAN all-access subscriber. Sign up for a discounted football special rate and get access to everything that we do. Now through the Super Bowl for only $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all season long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options to become a part of the Sports Betting Network. As we're back here on The Lookout with myself, Greg Peterson, and great to be joined by Mark Zeno. I know that he's done great work over here the last year with Point Spread Saturday, Point Spread Sunday. Always great to join him to talk a little college basketball. Now he's joining me to talk some college football, and he's a lead college football analyst over there at FixWise as well. Mark, great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Greg, always great to be with you, brother. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me. And 
I know that this is a team that has gotten a lot of attention here in the preseason, and I see why the line has moved. You wound up seeing the Florida versus Utah game open up right around to pick them, and a lot of places actually have Florida as a very slight favorite. Now we're finding Utah between a two-and-a-half to a three-point favorite. I know that here at the Network, Stormy Von and Tony has really been talking up this Utah team in terms of perhaps being a playoff team, and I like Utah in this spot. I recognize that it's a little bit of a tough week one game for them, but I take a look at this Utah team, and I think that they've got all the goods along with a very, very good defense. Yeah, a lot of people think that going down to the swamp may uh, overwhelm the Utes, but I highly doubt it. I mean, this is a Utah team that's returning eight starters on offense, including quarterback Cam Rising, who, uh, you know, credit to our colleague Stormy Bonatoni, who's pumping him up for the Heisman. I mean, he is a guy that could be this year's Kenny Pickett, right? Could be this year's sort of Matt Corral type quarterback that that really rises up to, to the top of the ranks as far as college football quarterbacks is concerned. But this is more about Utah being a very complete and very physical team. They can run the ball well. They certainly play a lot of defense. And Billy Napier, although he's been great at building programs and did so for the Raging Cajuns, but this is a whole different animal here at Florida. I don't really think that Anthony Richardson is the answer at quarterback, at least not yet. And it's going to take Napier a, a, a full season, if not longer, to get the guys in there that he wants to to be able to fix this whole thing and turn it around. I think Florida's headed for a 6-6 six and six season. And this is a short number for the Utes that they can easily cover. I think they win this game handily over Florida. Yeah, Ben, you mentioned it, Florida last year. That quarterback spot, it was not too great for them. And I take a look at a team in the SEC last season when Florida wasn't the best year for them. But I feel like Arkansas was a little bit of an overachiever last season. Now they have to go up against a team that they were the first group of five team to wind up making the playoff in Cincinnati. As we know, Desmond Ritter, he's down your neck of the woods playing for the Atlanta Falcons. And right now, Arkansas, they went from right around a seven to a seven and a half point favorite. Now we're finding them in a lot of places at a six. Where do you wind up standing on this one? Because I saw Arkansas really take some nice strides forward last season. And I think they're going to be able to carry it forward into this year. Arkansas is my favorite bet of week one to cover this number. Uh, I got it at six and a half. I would even take it at seven, Greg, to be honest with you. I feel that confident in it. This is just pure, morely about pure physicality and, and basic numbers here. Do you remember what Alabama and their front line did to Cincinnati? This is SEC football. This is big boy football. They're going to push this Cincinnati team around from start to finish, and they just don't have the athletes to match. Not to mention, you mentioned what Cincinnati has lost in their quarterback. Now, I give Luke Pickle a ton of credit for the program that he's put together. And for the record, this may be the only game Cincinnati loses all year long, but they're going to lose and they're going to lose handily. Sam Pittman, the coach of Arkansas, knows all about the trenches. That's exactly where his bread is buttered and where he's made his career on. And that's where he's going to win this game up front, pushing this team around. Arkansas has got the goods on offense. They'll grind down this Cincinnati team for four quarters. And I don't really think there'll be much of them left when it's all said and done. Arkansas is the right side here in this game. Yep, and I do think that it's interesting to take a look at this ordeal as well because with Cincinnati, you know that they're going to be up for this game. You just mentioned it. This is going to be their most difficult game of the season. But at the same time, you go into your most difficult game of the season, losing your starting quarterback from last season, losing so many of those pieces for a defense that that's the reason why they wound up getting to the college football playoff last season. Desmond Ritter was terrific, but that defense, it was even better in my opinion. So I think that you've got two ways of being able to look at it because no doubt, good motivation spot here for Cincinnati, but having all those new pieces, game number one, a little bit risky. Yeah, and, and the thing for Arkansas is, you know, their schedule sets up really well. They start out at home a lot and they get A&M and Alabama in back-to-back -back weeks, both of them at home. Now, I'm not saying they can beat either one of those teams, but in reality, they have the, the potential to get to 10 wins. They face a BYU team in BYU this year that 
maybe as good as last year, but not 100% sure. And then, of course, they still have to face LSU, and they get an old Miss team that's in the process of rebuilding themselves after losing Matt Corral. But Lane Kiffin obviously knows how to, uh, to put things back together. It won't shock me to see the Razorbacks win nine again and possibly win 10. Yep, and Arkansas last year won the better stories out there in the SEC. The post Bielma era has been going very, very well for them, to say the least. And it's interesting to take a look at this one because it's a backyard brawl. It's going to be West Virginia. They're going to be facing off against Pittsburgh. And when it comes to West Virginia, this is going to be a game on Thursday in which they opened up right around about an eight or so point underdog. Now we've seen this come down to seven and a half of the lot of spots. I'm seeing one straight seven out there, but still most places they are posting up a seven and a half. West Virginia has had a little bit of an issue on the road, but I do think that giving a group, a giving a team like West Virginia a little bit over a touchdown might be a little bit too much here. I think so. I mean, this is the, you know, former USC quarterback bowl, right? I mean, you have JT <laughs> Daniels now starting for the Mountaineers and Keaton Slovis transferred from USC over to Pittsburgh. Here's the thing for West Virginia. Their new offensive coordinator was the same OC that JT Daniels had at USC. It's a great time for the Mountaineers to transition from a running attack where they had a 1,000-yard rusher last year who's moved on, and now to a passing attack led by JT Daniels. The offensive line for West Virginia is the key in this game. Some people say that this is the best offensive line in the Big 12. Well, they're going to be challenged early in week one. Pittsburgh last year was second in America in sacks per game, almost four sacks per game. If they can hold up and keep JT Daniels upright, and if JT Daniels can use his mobility to create some more plays, and they keep a clean quarterback, they have more than enough offensive firepower to stay with Pittsburgh, who lost their quarterback in Kenny Pickett, their best wide receiver in Jordan Addison, and a whole bunch of other players. Pittsburgh's strength this year is going to be its defense, but I think that this game may be more low-scoring than people expect, but also that West Virginia can keep it close as long as they can keep JT Daniels upright and clean. And I think the overall ACC is interesting to take a look at as well, because no doubt coming into the season, Clemson, they're the favorite, but typically it's Clemson and like one other team that winds up being in the top 25. Sometimes you wind up having two, but Pittsburgh starts out in the top 25. Wake Forest, we wind up seeing bad news for them at the quarterback position, but they're a team with quite a bit of promise. Maybe Florida State can wind up doing a little bit of something. I think it might be a little bit of a long haul for them, but NC State is a team that I like as well. I take a look at the ACC, and it just feels deeper than we've seen it for many, many years. It's deeper as far as the above-average depth, but there isn't anybody that's great in that conference other than Clemson. If you're looking at a future to win the national title, Clemson, for me, is the best bet. The first question you have to answer, Greg, about winning a national title is can you get to the college football playoff? Clemson has a very favorable schedule this year, despite what it looks like on the surface. This Clemson defense will be as good as Georgia's defense was last year. Remember, Clemson's defense last year was top five in America. The problem wasn't on the defensive side of the ball. The problem was on the offense. If they've gotten that fixed, if DJU can start to be more consistent, and with a new offensive scheme, and they also have waiting in the wings, Kate Klubnik, or is it Klubnik? I'm not 100% sure, but one way or another, they've got one of the top quarterbacks top quarterback prospects in the country waiting in the wings if DJU falters. I think the offense gets fixed. The defense will do more than enough to get this team through. I think they easily beat a team like Notre Dame. I think they can handle NC State. I think this defense is going to be the calling card of Clemson this year. At worst, they're an 11-1 ACC champ that gets to punch their ticket to the college football playoff. And you did mention that Clemson, they wound up opening up their season last year with Georgia. Now Georgia, they're going to be playing in their home state, playing up against Oregon, not a true home game for them because this is going to be at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, but 
That said, right now we're finding Oregon between a 17 to a 17 and a half point underdog. Georgia last year, calling card was on defense. Going to be that way this year as well. Do they have enough offense to be able to cover 17 to 17 and a half? I don't think so, at least not early on in the year. Look, we know Stetson Bennett is back, and they have one of the top tight ends, if not the top tight end in the country, in Brock Bowers. But there's a couple of other things at play here. One, Kirby Smart will be super conservative in the very beginning of the year. He's not going to allow his team to beat himself. What does that mean? They're more likely to run the ball. They'll punt if they have to. They'll put their defense back on the field and play a field position game back and forth. The only way I think Georgia ends up covering this game is if they put up like a 30 spot in the first half. Because Kirby Smart won't run up the score on his former assistant, Dan Lanning, now the head coach in Oregon. And Lanning knows how physical Georgia's going to be, and he's going to want to match that physicality. And I think that's what he's trying to transfer Oregon into this year. Don't forget, Oregon's got a bunch of players. Um, this is not a team that is devoid of talent. And I think they have enough offensive you know, firepower in this game to get themselves to around 17 points. If they do that, and Georgia doesn't have a major first pick, first half output you know output of scoring in the 30s this game will be closer than you think it will be in the second half i like oregon to cover the number mark it's going to be a great week one of the college football season you do an amazing job of covering it thank you so much for joining me tonight right thank you have a great evening mark does tremendous work great to be able to talk some college football and coming up next talking a little baseball right here on vsin the sports bank network At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.